Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. <laughs> We're starting out. EB sent us an email, which we'll read on the radio in a moment, but. Uh, a woman yesterday said she would shoot her grandchildren. What she meant to say was she would shoot somebody who threatened, threatened her, her grandchildren. grandchildren. Right. So but she, of course, E.B. wouldn't wouldn't recognize well, that. It would just be, oh, she wanted to kill her grandchildren. Poor lady. Their <laughs> <laughs> grandkids are probably like, what? Oh, boy. Anyway. All right. Well, welcome aboard, everybody. This is WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. He portrays a normal conservative on the line, but he's actually a natural-born listener, and he supports Fully. Democrats under... Pardon? I'm not a natural-born listener. Oh, you're not a natural-born anything. You developed into what you are. This is all environment, folks. No parents could create this. Thank you. I'm sure my parents would be happy to disavow any knowledge of my actions. All right. So that's Joe McGranahan, mayor of Shemokin Dam, in charge of volcanic aspects of Pennsylvania for the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency. And on the other side of the glass today, uh, Lynn Hall is there. So she says hello, and she waves, and she'd be happy to answer the phone with you on the other end. And I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer if there ever was one. And uh, what, I portray a bad liberal on the radio? No, I, I just poorly portray any liberal on the radio. i got to be clear about that. Uh, let's see. One of our listeners sent us a note says, Mark, why did you say that not supporting Doug Mastriano is weird? Oh, I, at the end of the Doug Mastriano story, it says that one of the reasons these nine Republicans aren't going to support him is because he is, let me find this, yeah, it says they find him dangerous. Div- di- well, yeah, that too, but divisive. And I thought, isn't that funny? So they hold a news conference to say that they're Republicans, but they're supporting the Democrat in order to avoid a divisive nature of making them divisive, right? I said, that's weird. I thought, well, I personally, I, I think that's a little divisive, too. But anyway, that's that's enough of that. All right, 1-800. It should be a very interesting election. Right, already is. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today. Our show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM and we will talk to you today. So I'm go ahead. I'm always fascinated by EB's <laughs> emails. I mean, talk about people who have a one-sided view of the world. In any event, Debbie Lesko, the Trump-worshipping, COVID-denying Looney Tunes congresswoman from Arizona, had an interesting take on the Second Amendment. She said, I have five grandchildren. I would do anything, anything to protect my five grandchildren, including, as a last resort, shooting them if I had to. That's right. She loves guns so much that she'd shoot her own grandchildren. That's pretty much modern-day conservatism in a nutshell, isn't it? Nonsensical logic based around doing harm to other people and fetishizing guns. If I were this lunatic's grandchildren, I would never speak to her again. Are there any Republicans who aren't completely nuts? 
So, you know, I would suspect unless E.B. lives in a hole, which is a distinct possibility, he has certainly probably run into some Republicans during his lifetime who have appeared normal, rational. Wouldn't you think? Yes, and uh, she's <laughs> since... Arizona is recognized for two minutes. Oh, hold on Thank a second. Thank you, Here Representative she is. Jordan. I rise in opposition to H.R. 2377. I have five grandchildren. I would do anything, anything to protect my five grandchildren, including, as a last resort, shooting them if I had to, to protect the lives of my grandchildren. Democrat bills that we've heard this week. Okay. She obviously meant shooting someone. Right. right. That's what, well, she, she does a Facebook video where people say she, they don't buy it. That's what she that she said what but she of meant. EB's drinking that liberal Kool-Aid. He can't can't wait to down another quart of it every day. And he didn't even bother to listen to what she said or to consider the fact that she may have misspoken. Much <laughs> as our beloved president sticks his foot in his mouth every other day. Well, and this <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> this, every day. This All is right. a trend from the past two presidents then but um but in any event yeah and this story is not wildly popular because i think most media recognizes that she obviously misspoken so they're kind of moving on it's almost like a uh, not a humorous thing but a uh, sort of a hey guess what happened just as well, kind even of a if you strange take what thing what she said in context it doesn't make sense to say that she would right. kill her grandchildren i want to protect them so badly i'm going <laughs> right, to kill, kill them, them. <laughs> but to eb and eb's demented world that's certainly another loony republican out there all right well i've heard, i've heard of parents that would say i love you so much if you ever do that again, I'm going to kill you. Well, we're, we're running a commercial about a dentist where one of his patients says, I love him to death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, he does his wonder on the computer, so everybody right. appreciates that. Stand All right. Back. So, so we're done with this, EB. Okay, so we'll get rid of that. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Eric standing by, probably on another topic, but go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. No, I think uh, we have a good topic this morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just ask all the listeners, how many more? How many more shootings going to have by these younger people? I call them kids. They're they're young adults. How many more of these are we going to put up with before we finally realize that we need, we as a nation need to help protect these guys from themselves? Obviously, this is a troubled young man. Although apparently his father didn't think so, since he helped him under uh, Illinois law to obtain the weapon or weapons. But how many more of these are we going to have to put up with under the guise of protection or the guise of the of the Constitution? And I understand the Second Amendment, and I am a gun owner, folks. I, I am a gun owner, and I will defend my right to have my gun. But we have to understand that we have to protect our kids from themselves. And as I said, I'm educated in developmental psychology. I'm not a psychologist. I've never been licensed. But I... I, I I would ask anyone out there who is a licensed psychologist to come on to the show, and if they want to refute my statement that we should not be allowing these young people to have these weapons because their brains are not fully developed to the point where they can make totally rational decisions. Their brains are plastic. They are still in, in development. That's why, why do you think Hitler had the Hitler Youth to grab the, the Germans' children at that age and to form their thoughts about him and his most adamant defenders were young people because they, they were brainwashed okay because the brains are plastic and are able to be molded at that age okay these we should not be allowing so our have children more gun to have laws? Legal, legal access to weapons to kill our own children are now or or the 
public in general. What should we do? What should we do? We should immediately ban or or create laws to say you cannot purchase a assault-style weapon under age 21, just like we have with handguns. Again, no one, no one, I haven't heard anyone saying, yeah, we should, should allow handguns to be sold to people under 21. No one is saying that. You know why I suspect? I suspect because of the right and the political right who are absolutely pro-business don't want people to have handguns because they could have their small businesses robbed by people with handguns. But we don't have the same concern and outrage when we have our own children killing our own children. As I said, I recently traveled in Europe, and the the, the Europeans I talked to have no... They can't believe that America... The, the land of the free allow us to the freedom to allow our children to kill our own children. Well, hence that the name, so land of the free, because we do allow such things. Right. We're not called but, the land yeah, of the Joe, restricted, the land of the put upon. We're the land of the free. <laughs> but well, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Under, <laughs> well, well, then why, why, why can't anyone buy a handgun? Listen, then, Joe? I'm not disagreeing with you. I've said before in the show. I think that the type of weapon you want to purchase, there should be different layers of requirements for what you want. Something that's obviously for home defense and protection. You know, that should be fairly easy for someone who is not mentally ill to get. But when somebody has a, a desire to purchase a highly powered uh, rifle that shoots massive amounts of bullets in a short period of time, man, I want to know one hell of a lot about them before I give them that gun. Maybe some training, screening. I know hunters have to do a safety course. But again, it showed time and again that these kids are buying them legally and it's these, these are still happening because we cannot possibly have enough background checks done. This kid had how many background checks done? And now all this other stuff came out. We have to protect. Our kids are unable to make rational decisions with high-powered rifles. All right, we got you. If someone wants to go hunting, I'm great because we have hunting mentoring programs. We have hunter safety courses you have to pass before you can get a license. But we, we, we just turn around and let these kids have them, and there's no even requirement for anything? All right, we got what, you. What, what, this is ludicrous. This is ludicrous, people, on the surface <laughs> and otherwise. And right. I know people are going to call in and say, my Second Amendment rights, but we have to protect our kids from our kids, and that's why we have laws, that's why we have drinking laws, that's why we have handgun laws, and we should make this one of the laws we have. All right. Okay. Thank, thank you, Eric. Eric. Thanks for calling in. Much appreciated. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Uh, Mike from Bloomsburg next up on WKOK's On the Mark. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, I wanted to say after my phone call yesterday, uh, my feelings were hurt when somebody texted in and said I was like drinking red Kool Aid or something like that. You know, and that just that really hurt my feelings. I'll tell you. <laughs> I kind of wish that the person would like call in and tell me why he thinks I drink red Kool Aid and, 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 and instead of you know attacking me like that. But I got over it, and I was listening to Eric talking. And, and you know, actually, this is, believe it or not, there's some common ground uh, between Eric and myself. He made a statement that the you know the, an 18 year old kid's head is like Jello or something like that. You know, it reminded me of Rush Limbaugh said a skull full of mush or something like that. And you know. If, if a kid can vote at 18, you know, to determine democracy and what the rules are, I think he should be considered mature enough and able enough to buy a gun, okay? That's just my feeling on that, and, and right or wrong. But, you know, this conversation about not being able to do things because you're 18, it brought up something I heard on the news this morning. It was a phrase I'd never heard before. It was called psychographic 
analysis, okay? And I had no idea what that was. I had to look it up. But basically, the, the gentleman used it in reference to a thing called TikTok, which I am not at all familiar with, other than occasionally seeing someone post a TikTok video that's, you know, sometimes funny. But these kids, they have these phones in their pocket, and, and the, the point of the story on, on psychographic analysis was that TikTok is owned by China. And because of that, every kid that's making videos and posting things on TikTok they have all that information, and they know who you are, and they have it, and they get a thorough understanding of how your mind works, what motivates you, what causes you to make decisions. And they said in the future, it could be used as blackmail, like you know, 20 years from now, it could be used as blackmail. But more importantly, it could be used in information warfare on how to mold people's opinions. You know, it's just another front. Like I believe yesterday, I made the case that you know we're in a war with China, and you know Russia's the proxy for China fighting us, and energy is one of the fronts. Well, here we have an information war going on in America, and Eric kind of alluded to that. You know, the battle for these young people's minds. It's not just the Republicans. I mean, Eric kind of made the point there that, you know, if we just get rid of the Republicans, we wouldn't be selling all these guns and we wouldn't have all these other problems. That's kind of what I heard him say there, which, you know, we, we parted ways with that. But the bottom line is, yeah, there's a lot of danger in our society. And I mean, these are real serious life and death things. And here is a group, myself and Eric and, and everybody like us, we're battling over you know, the, these cultural issues. Now, it does come down to cultural because we're in a cultural battle, too. But, boy, I'll tell you what, I think we're really, really uh, missing the ball, uh, number one, on energy, because that is national security. And uh, I tried to make my point uh, with that yesterday, and I'm going to say, uh, yeah, our government's making a lot of mistakes, but the biggest one right now is not trying to secure the hydrocarbons necessary to lower energy prices because energy goes in to the cost of everything. And like uh, my grandson said, inflation is everywhere. Okay, done with my rant today, and I'm wow. ready to take the attacks via email. Oh, my gosh. You're crazy. You're, I couldn't find that text. I, I, I didn't see that. I don't remember reading it. Are you sure we read it? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, it was right, right, right after I called somebody... You know, it, it was a demeaning thing about, you know, Mike from Bloomsburg. Or, okay. you know, oh, again, that was an whatever, email. You know. I got gotcha. you. Okay. But it, yeah. what you may find interesting, I looked it up, and this is, I think, based up until uh, 2021. The average age of mass shooters is 33.2 years. So what do we do? Take away the guns from people who are middle-aged, too? Or, <laughs> you know, right now we're having a spate of them done by young people, but the fact that 33.2 is the average age of the mass shooter, it leaves us something to consider when we're talking about just taking away guns from people because of their age. Well, the trend is this younger group that this sort of despondent, lost-on-the-internet, dark web kind of... I don't know how else to describe it, but despondent, I guess, or certainly detached from normal society. So you're going to see more of that. That age bracket will come down in the in the years ahead. But you know, regardless of mass shootings, I think do you want to view AR-15s as significantly more dangerous than other weapons and regulate them like you do handguns? They are significantly more dangerous. Well, but they're not. They're regulated the same as a normal 22 rifle for target practice or a hunting rifle. You need a 
uh, hunting. You, you have to be screened. You have to go hunter safety to get a hunting license, but you don't need one to just buy an AR-15 to mow down fifth people. Well, it's we weird. Let, you know, let women have. Point. You, you're allowed to buy uh, a machine gun under very strict rules, and it costs. Uh, you know, in, in the old days terms, it was a lot of money. I mean, a lot of people have that much money now to buy one. And get the license for it, but you're absolutely right, Mike. I, you know, I, I agree with you on that. The no, you're uh, Mike. Idea, He's Mark. And moving uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> we know what I mean. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. You know, you can shoot a lot of. You know, what is there? Thirty rounds in one of those clips, and you can empty it as full as you, as fast as you can pull the trigger, basically, and stuff another one in there. So I don't know how long would it take to fire sixty shots. Well, I would think only like a minute. But here's another part of the statistics that I didn't get to. 74.6% of the perpetrators of mass shootings used handguns. 74.6%. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because you can you can put a, a, a big clip in them too, you know, and that's what's happening on, you know, mainly on our city streets, you know, at, at night. Boom, 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 boom into a crowd of people. And, you know, you know, five or six find who they're, you know, the unfortunate person on the other end of the bullet, and they die. All right, okay. we got you, Mike. Thank you so much for calling one in. Last thing. Nope, nope, we, we no, no, no more last things. No, no, no more last things. Thank you. We got to go. Okay. Yeah, six okay, minutes. I want to talk about the children tomorrow, then. Thank uh, you. Bye. All right, sounds super. All right, 1 800 795 9565. Hold on, stand. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Strangely enough, on on the Mark, we're talking about gun control. Isn't that weird, Joe? It's only been. I don't every think we're calling it about gun control. We're talking about common sense and guns. Okay. All right, Senator Toomey, thank you so much for that. Uh, Stan, you're on the Mark. Thanks for calling in. Where do you even begin today? <laughs> oh, it's so hard. But one more law, yes, that will do the job. One more law. When right now the system has failed every time in these mass shootings that have been going on. The system has failed, but we're going to give the system one more law. Really think that's going to do it? The system worked in a half a dozen other shootings by stopping things, but it did fail. Well, there was one in Uvalde, Texas, where there was somebody going to uh, create another shooting, and the citizens stepped up and said something, and they got got it stopped. Well, it's about time, but that was the citizens, not the system. Right, but, but I the citizens went to the system stand, and the system stopped it. <laughs> right, but it, but in Illinois, okay, a guy shoots up a parade. This guy has been known to law enforcement. They went there. He had threatened to shoot it. He had attempted suicide. Threatened to shoot, uh, kill people. You know, they took his knives from him, but they don't enter any of that in the system. But Stan, you're making so that when he go. No, no, no. 
When he goes for his license, his FOIA card in Illinois, it's not in the system because they refuse to put it in the system. But, Stan, let me ask you where you draw the line. You say all the time that, uh, you know, you might, uh, if we have these red flag laws, somebody might lose their guns because somebody called in and made a false complaint about them. Yet, on the other hand, you're saying the system failed because they didn't take the guns away from a kid who obviously should have had a red flag law violation. I mean, which is it? Well, well, let me me explain to you. At the time, he had no guns, okay? He had knives, and he's threatened to kill people. That's terroristic threats. But they didn't arrest him. Because maybe if they had arrested him and put him in a mental ward involuntarily, that would have went into the system, and it would have been on his record, and it would have prevented him from getting his FOIA card, which his daddy signed off of, to allow him to buy the gun because he was under 21 in Illinois. What? So the system failed. And I'm sick of the system failing. And everybody else that doesn't do anything gets accused of killing kids. I didn't kill anybody. And I will not take the blame for killing anyway. The NRA has never killed anybody. And they constantly get the blame for killing everybody. <laughs> well, let's say no one's blaming you for killing anybody, but let's oh, no, say no, no, that... no, 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 every day. Every let's day, say that taking the, away... All gun owners. <laughs> all gun owners. Let's say that putting a limit on the types of guns that can be purchased in this country age isn't limit. necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> age? You, you mean an age limit? No, or, I mean even the no type AR-15. of weapon. Type, even Banned the type the of weapon. The AR-15 is no more powerful than any other gun, Okay. It's not. Well, then Look why, at the ballistics, then why get do you out need the charts, it? look at them. There are way more powerful guns that they don't talk about. Then why okay? do you need it? Why do you need it? If they're, if it's not that powerful, why do you, <laughs> why do you need it? Because I can have it. Well, now, right. there's no, 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 there's no question about why do you need something. It's because I can buy it. Right. And because I want it. Because it's the best self-defense weapon on the market right now. It's like, okay. Joe, why do you want that F-150 Lightning? Because that's what you want. <laughs> You're a hobbyist. You like trucks. You like electric vehicles. So you want to get one. Same with the AR-15. You can use it for target practice or home protection or just plinking if you have a lower caliber one. It, it, it would be fun to shoot under the right circumstances. And you shouldn't outlaw something just because somebody's misused it. Otherwise, everything would be illegal. I'm sure somebody's <laughs> bonked somebody over the head with a bowling pin, but yet bowling is free and unregulated. <laughs> no, it's not free. <laughs> well, oh, you're, yeah, permitted, not free. you're permitted to do it. <laughs> anyway, Stan. Well, and that's, you know, that's irrelevant. You know, the law-abiding citizens ain't going out. When the law-abiding citizens go out and break the law, they get arrested and prosecuted. When these people are going out and breaking the law, they need to be arrested and prosecuted. You know, the system failed in Florida. Cruz was known to the police. He was killing animals and threatening people. Had inter- what, almost 40-some interactions with the police, and not one time was anything done that should have been done okay if somebody comes to my house 40 sometimes the cops i expect them to do something but they don't okay they don't because they don't have to come to my house 40 sometimes because i don't break the law like that well then it sounds to me like you're making a very strong case for red flag laws which you have argued against red flag laws no joe people have called for these people you know the ones that have done this this guy is threatening me. Okay, that's a call to the cops. This guy is threatening me. Isn't there a law against threatening people? Well, it depends on whether or not you actually take some action with regard to it. But no, yes, no, no. terroristic Isn't threats. Terroristic threats. Isn't terroristic there terroristic threats is threat a law? crime. Yes. It okay. Is. So if a guy does that and does not arrest it, 
Okay, but let's say say you come up to me and say, Joe, I'm going to blow your head off because I think you're a terrible Republican. (laughs) All right, now you and I are the only people, you and I are the only people who are witness to that conversation. So I go to the police and say, hey, my pal Stan here threatened to blow my head off. What should happen to you as the result of that? I mean, you actually said it to me, but I can't prove it through a third party. I can only go testify to it myself. So what should happen to Stan? Well, that is a problem, isn't it? You know, uh, you know, when there's only two there, it's he said, she said. That is a problem. But, you know, what, what, what are they going to do? Well, you can't say the system you failed. In this country, <laughs> you cannot arrest somebody and take their possessions without due process. And that all is, is red flag laws are. But you're, you're arguing on both sides of this issue. You're saying no, the system. Sh- yes, you are. You're saying the system should have done something about this kid. They should have known. They should have right, recognized it. On the other hand, you're saying you can't come and take my stuff away from me. Oh, okay, and they went and visited the family, called the cops because he was threatening people. He had knives in his possession, a large collection from what I understand what I've read, because he was still underage to purchase firearms. They did nothing. But he didn't do Except anything with the knives. knives. He didn't do anything with the knives. He didn't threaten anybody with them. He didn't cut no, anybody with them. he was threatening them. to kill people. All right, okay? we got to move but on. But was sure more the family called. But if I say to you, Stan, I'm going to kill you, that's one yeah. thing. But if I have a knife in my hand and say, Stan, and, I'm going to kill I, you. You know what I'd say to you, Joe? <laughs> don't bring, end well for you. You know, okay? you'd, you'd say, that's don't bring a gun. You. You'd have said, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> well, I might have said that, too, but I said it probably wouldn't end well for you. It wouldn't end well for one of us, Okay. All right, because I know that if you say that to me, I can't call the cops and do that. There has to be a record of that, and I fully understand that's part of the system. All right, okay? we got to stop. But for people Round to constantly call and say, Stan. "Well, we need, we need to have these people Stan, because they may have punching. posted a picture of a gun on, the, on their social media." That's you know, that's the kind of crap that's going to happen, and that's wrong. Stan, you can stop punching. You won. Thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> Thanks, yep. Stan. Bye. Take care. Thank you, Joe, for participating. We'll take care of your black eyes shortly. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It's coming up at 9 a.m. We got CBS News, local news, including word that the Matt Catrillo tells me the CSVT northbound lanes are open. Are you happy now, Joe? Yes. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, we're opening up the phones again. Uh, We talked about a congresswoman who... uh, said she'd shoot her grandchildren if that's what it took to protect them. But that's not what she really said, though. That is what she (laughs) said. That's not what she meant. meant. (laughs) I'm just telling you what she said. I don't care what she meant. Uh, But she did mean... Well, you're starting to sound like E.B. now. You don't care what she meant. You know what she said. I could finish the sentence. (laughs) All right, go ahead. What she actually meant to say was that she'd shoot somebody (laughs) who she'd be willing to shoot somebody who would threaten her grandchildren. grandchildren. So, talked about banning AR-15s. Why aren't the red flag laws working. In some cases, I say they are working in many cases. You just can't tell. And uh, let's see, reducing magazine size is one thing that we've talked about in past. And not not the size of like the Time magazine that you read, but the magazines that hold the size uh, of magazines is 100, already been 100 reduced. rounds on an AR-15. 
All right. So uh, what's your view on that? 1-800-795-9565. It is open phones. You can talk about something else. I see Ukraine written several times in the subject of one of our good emails from Doug. And another person says the shooter. So back on that topic. So you can participate in the On The Mark show right now. On The Mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. 1-800-795-9565. That's one 800 795 Our call screener is taking a call right now, and she'll tell us what the subject is, and you can uh, call in. It's an open day. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM, 150-character limit. We got a couple emails yesterday that were cut off at the end. You have to have 150 characters or less in your It's sort of the old We've got about 150 Twitter. characters on this show. <laughs> right, that's We're an ex- two of them. excellent point. Well, Joe, are you happy now? You can now drive the northern section of the CSVT northbound. Southbound will open up tomorrow afternoon. PennDOT sends us a text message and says, yeah, the northern section is open to traffic starting about an hour ago. Crews began switching the route number designations to the new highway is Route 147 over the bridge over to Route 15 and uh, rejoins Route 147 at Sunbury. Now, what was Route 147 out in Point Township becomes Route 405. So that makes more sense the more I think about it. So, uh, But that's the way that is. So beautiful that's view a, going across there. It makes you realize what a beautiful valley and river we have around here. Okay. Uh, that is true. You can go up to the Shiklamy Lookout. You didn't need a $150 million bridge to, for the view. But that is a bonus. Yeah. That's what I said over the weekend, that it would be distracting to motorists that want to look at the scenery instead of drive. So um, one of our listeners says, no, it'll be a distraction. Well, it's (laughs) beautiful, whatever it is. All right. Uh, Also, Traveler's Advisory today, Lewisburg River Bridge. They're changing the light bulbs on the bridge today until about uh, 2 o'clock. And it is a situation where there'll be some single-lane traffic and flagging on the Lewisburg Bridge. Whose bright idea was that? Uh, Well, at least they did. Oh, you don't get it. Bright idea, light bulbs. Uh, Oh, brother. (laughs) Last time they did this, they did it on uh, Farmer's Market Day so that there was exceedingly large volume of traffic uh, crossing the bridge. But so far, so good. We don't see any delays there. And uh, my road report function still doesn't have the CSVT bridge on it, so we're going to have to do that. You see it on the satellite, but it's not listed as a traffic. So PennDOT's trying to do that. We do have heavy traffic volume in Northumberland this morning. Also, Lewisburg tells us they have a pop-up project at... Stormwater Project at St. Anthony Street and Water Street for the next couple weeks, so be aware of that. Good news on the COVID front, the COVID-19 spread across Pennsylvania trending downward. State Department of Health reports just 11,000 new cases in the past week. About 184 of them were in Snyder Union, Thumbledon, or Montour County. A state senator says we have a a law that prohibits you from leaving snow and ice on your vehicle, but there's no enforcement. She would like to change that. Senator Lisa Boscola says she first introduced the legislation known as Christine's Law following the 2005 Christmas Day death of a Lehigh Valley woman, Christine Lambert, who was killed when a chunk of ice dislodged from the roof of a truck and smashed through the windshield of the car in which she was traveling, striking her. Christine's Law has been amended into Senate Bill 1094, requiring drivers to remove snow and ice from their rooftops before entering our roadways, allowing police officers to 
discretion of pulling them over if they pose a danger to other drivers. Boscola says the truck driver who did not stop likely never knew what happened. Boscola is optimistic Governor Tom Wolf will sign the bill into law. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, now the Doug Mastriano story. We're using Penn Live's version in what Democrats, Democrat Josh Shapiro's gubernatorial campaign called the first wave of Republican endorsements. A group of Pennsylvania GOP luminaries, including two former congressmen, a former lieutenant governor, and a former state house speaker, announced they would support Shapiro in November. The nine Republicans endorsing Shapiro over his GOP opponent, State Senator Doug Mastriano, pulled no punches, describing Mastriano as extreme, dangerous, and divisive and comments that were provided by the Shapiro campaign. The breakaway Republicans endorsing Shapiro include uh, U.S. Congress, former U.S. Congressman Charlie Dent, former Congressman Jim Greenwood, former State Supreme Court Justice Sandra Schultz-Newman, uh, former State House Speaker Dennis O'Brien of Philadelphia. Soon to be former Republicans, I gather. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, well, you had a lot. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, former State Representative David Steele of Bucks County, former State uh, Representative Lita Cohen of Montgomery County, former state Senate President Pro Tem, and Lieutenant Governor Robert Jubilee. There's a recognizable name. His is the only really re- big recognizable name, although Charlie Dent made quite a name for himself. Oh, so did Lita Cohen. Oh, okay, good. And former Montgomery County Republican Chairman Ken Davis, Lawrence County Commissioner Chairman Morgan Boyd. Quote, and this is a quote from Shapiro. He says, in order to meet this moment and address the challenges facing Pennsylvania, Republicans, independents, and Democrats must come together, unquote. He said in a statement, he said he was grateful to receive the endorsement of so many Republican leaders. Who do so we have if on? a Democrat would endorse Mastriano, would you write a story about it? Absolutely. All right. Well, and, I, and you are the person who started the trend of asking every Republican who clicks through the turnstile if on this Mastriano's show. If Mastriano is electable, right. right. And so, um, yeah, John Gordner says he'll vote for Forum, and so did uh, Congressman User. Right. I think are the two that we've asked so far. Well, even though Congressman User didn't support him in the primary. All right. Let's go to the phones. Eric. Uh, One minute. Uh, well, yeah, we'll give him his minute now. I already said his name. Why not? Go ahead, Eric. You get a minute. <laughs> okay. Just to refute what not to refute what Joe said, but to clarify what Joe said about the average age of shooters. Of course, average means. You throw them all together, so for every 80-year-old, you throw a 20-year-old, so you'll come around 30. But let's let's focus on my concern, and, and my concern has always been about kids killing kids. And by the RAND Corporation, um, and the statistics indicate that uh, the majority, two-thirds of school shootings, two-thirds, 66%, are committed by kids under age 18. Also, statistic. For also, uh, if we look at the assault weapons ban between 94 and 2004, since 2004, there have been 488 mass shootings in the United States, of which if we had an assault weapons ban, meaning if the people could not legally get them, 314 of those would have been prevented. Okay. Thank you, Eric. You got your minute. Thank All you. Right. Yep. And Thank that's you. on the Internet, so okay. people can check my facts. Go ahead and refute me if you have to. It's on the Internet. It must be true. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. All right, Bob from Williamsport. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Morning. Glad to hear from Eric here. Uh, what, what, I, what I wanted to point out is uh, at least these last three young shooters had a few things in common. Do you know what they were? 
Well, they had a gun, high-powered what, gun. Less than 21. A, under the age of 20, right? Um, sort of detached from society is Lawrence's Correct. worthless description. Yeah, they were detached from society. They were paranoid potheads, oh, number one. And number two, they had interaction with the Eric-type government workers, okay, that fed them drugs that made zombies out of them, like Ritalin and Ativaran and oh, so forth. Okay. Medicated, so, okay. Uh, so you think those so drugs... Why don't we ban, so why don't we ban... Uh, these government Eric's and uh, the drugs that they prescribe for these young young people that make zombies out of them. Is, is that, uh, do you have some statistical basis for that? I mean, I've heard a lot of people express the opinion that we over-medicate kids today, but I mean, you're saying there's a bad result from that, and that bad result well, could yeah. lead to murder. What, what happens when you, when you give a young kid uh, Ritalin? Well, there are a lot of them on it, and they're not all mass murderers, though, Bob. But the percentage of them seem to be, don't they? I hadn't. I'll be honest with you. I hadn't heard about the the last three the you've all. You haven't shooter. heard about a lot of things, Joe. Okay, so this. Okay, well that's true. I haven't. But I mean, where where did you see the story that these kids were on Ritalin and that that may have been a contributing factor? Because I haven't seen that. I'd like to read it. Well, look it up. I don't. I can't verify facts per se as we go along in this, in, in this situation. Okay. But the fact is, they did interact with government Eric's. Well, Sean Hannity okay. said it's true that these kids were medicated. Oh, was it? Okay. I didn't hear that from him, so... <clears throat> well, huh? well, how come we always bring, blame these right-wing pundits for all these facts that are really true when they simply restate them? I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that's pretty good confirmation. He wouldn't say it if it weren't true. He he probably does fact checking on the things he says. I'm sure he does. Yes, and, but but is there a dispute about what I'm saying about these kids being paranoid by it? No, just a discussion here in the show. Right. So, if if okay to begin the situation, okay, these young kids are given these drugs, which everybody knows is a fact. Joe even admitted that, right? <laughs> how's, how's come? How's come we can't? How's come we can't uh, discipline them instead of giving them drugs? Because we're too lazy. That's why. Because we don't want to take responsibility for disciplining kids. Okay. Well, I guess. It's uh, PolitiFact, uh, I'm, I, I see one source for what you're saying. Oliver North, who is the head of the NRA, said, Perpetrators of school shootings have been drugged in many cases. Many of these young boys have been on Ritalin since they were in kindergarten. And PolitiFact says there are no links between Ritalin and school shootings, as the NRA's Oliver North has claimed. So PolitiFact is really a, really a good... A good uh, a good group to take for granted, right? I wouldn't take them for granted. We use them occasionally to try to find fact. We don't take them for granted. You don't take them for granted? No, well, we use them once in a while, that. just as an indicator. I, you I think know. What, you, what you mean to say is we don't take what they say as gospel. Oh, I got you. Okay. Oh, don't say that word, please. Okay. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll get calls. 
Would you like to know I what the real gospel is? <laughs> I guess that's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Bob. Thanks, Thanks Bob, for but you checking. You bring up in. an interesting point. I right. think there's probably going to be a debate about that. Yeah, wh- whether or not the, these kids were or weren't, you know, whether folks who say they are are right or not, um, or political fact is correct or not. The fact is, w- what is the long-term impact of medicating kids? You know, we've talked about this in the past. You know, what's the impact of of uh, kids that are medicated and those who are not, and adults who are medicated and well, those I, who are not? I know some people in education who think that kids are overly medicated so right. i think i think bob has a good point yeah there. i think you can i, I think this uh, overdue conversation thanks bob appreciate yeah your thank call. you sir okay i appreciate that all right we'll have to take the break uh joe's standing by from sunbury pa joe you hold on other folks want to get lined up we got uh, four messages to read out loud which we'll do in a second 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number you can email us at on the mark at wkok.com and text us at 70236 we'll read those messages as soon as we get back there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in english what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area that's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back. We got four callers waiting, but I promised we'd read text words. So, Joe, you got five screens cooking here. Okay, Eric. The fact is, there never was an assault weapon ban. The AR-15 was available the whole time during the ban. Look it up. Then I heard on TV that the this last boy who did the mass shooting in Illinois was on Zoloft. And another writer says the shooter um, once again had oh, previous contacts ago, with law okay, enforcement. Once again, the previous contact with law enforcement. I'm sorry, that V in there threw me off. Most recently, they took 60 knoves, I think knives. <laughs> Their keyboards busted. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It's having trouble with Vs. Took 50 knives from him. The problem is background checks need to include juvenile records. And do you really think if high-capacity magazines are outlawed and reduced to 10 rounds max, if only 10 people get shot instead of 30, it will be an acceptable solution? <laughs> it will only be a step toward zero. Good point. Alrighty. And the caller named Joe from Sunbury is back on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, okay. thank you guys for having the show. Uh, yeah, I see the uh, conversation or the topics are headed towards the, the guns and uh, Eric's view and then uh, Bob that called in from Williamsport. I, I agree with him on the point of uh, their uh, these uh, shooters being in contact with uh, people in uh, government that uh, psychology or even in the general public they don't have to be government employees but uh, what uh, Bob might have been talking about too is in the uh, well they're called uh, these drugs are called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors commonly known as SSRIs and that that's the type of drug and the uh, 
one question that maybe older people ask is, I wonder why back in, I'll say, the old days, the 50s or 60s or 70s maybe, that this this wasn't happening so much, these mass shootings, right? That That's kind of a common question, right? Right. Uh, I mean, if you want to have, I'm, Joe yesterday said about having a dialogue. If I run on, just try to interrupt me if you have a question or a statement. But uh, say that is a common question, and, and you would try to figure out what the difference is. And it wasn't the availability of guns, that's for sure, because I think many people called in and testified or gave uh, statements about having a gun club or guns in the truck and readily available. So. Eric uh, does want to take away, made that quite clear over the past few months, so that he, you know, the the solution is taking away guns from all 18 to 21-year-olds. And a lot of people just don't see it that way because that sweep is including a lot of law-abiding, law-abiding citizens. Uh, so, you know, there's an issue right there. But what you would look at is maybe the, uh, the uh, relationship to these drugs that are being... Uh, prescribed at a, a much higher rate than what they were. Maybe they weren't even available in the 50s and 60s. I don't know when they were uh, invented. But uh, if you would like to feel this way during the day, you can take these drugs by feeling agitated, shaky, or anxious, being sick, indigestion, diarrhea, loss of appetite and weight, dizziness, <laughs> these are the vision, side effects mouth, of These are the side effects of Zoloft? Go ahead, I, I couldn't hear you. These are the side effects of Zoloft? Well, it's SSRIs. I, I'm not in sure. General. I don't. Maybe Eric could uh, uh, weigh in and say if these are SSRI drugs. I'm, I'm not sure, but these are the drugs I think they are. Uh, they're antidepressants. Gotcha. That much I know, but brand names I'm not sure. And anxiety. So, anxiety medications. And, uh, let's see. Um, in men, difficulty obtaining or maintaining an erection difficulty achieving orgasm uh but then less common where are we these are less common side effects uh bleeding from well so all uh, right eric anyhow joe, okay, you joe, get the joe, idea that these joe. drugs have side effects right and it does say that most people don't uh continue with these side effects forever that's not and it, it says common and less common. joe but uh, stop talking people, now because all right put him on hold while he takes a quick break um we got to find out going well that's we got to find out where we're headed here joe where are we headed with this oh okay because eric is looking at the gun and i think there's other places to look that's right under his nose and it's the dispensing of these drugs at a, ma- a massive rate and he and not all people Literally. suffer these long term uh, side effects, but there may be a few people out there like the shooters. But you want to find why you don't really want to take away rights from uh, law abiding citizen. I don't, but Eric seems to be. We'll just catch them all up in one sweep rather than. But I think if you look towards the prescription guns, like or guns, yeah, drugs like Bob was. Uh, talking about i think that's much more of a common link between these uh mass shooters and uh what what motivates them because you know a gun is an an object and you know that that's the 
of the right. But go ahead. All right. We got you, Joe. Thank you so much for calling in. Good points all. Much appreciated. Thank you. Um, yep. Thank you, sir. One. Really appreciate it. Uh, let's see. we got lots of time. Uh, Joseph. Right, got, you. Joe, thank you so much for calling in. Good points all. Much appreciated. Thank you, Joe. Really appreciate it. Joseph, you're on the mark. Oh, yeah. Am I on? Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was listening to you on the radio. I was just listening uh, to the yes. show. Great show. Uh, I was calling in about... Um, uh, in my former life, <laughs> when I was a young man, I was a stonemason. And I worked for the chief, uh, well, I put a fireplace in for the chief psychiatrist at the EV hospital. He was building a home. And he had a room in his basement where if his children acted up, instead of disciplining them, or, or they got hyper, he let them in this room, and they could do anything they wanted, smash, break, holler, scream, whatever. To, to let that anger out. Uh, I guess that was his uh, psychological uh, determination of what would help his children. But the problem with that is, and we see with the children now, with these young people, is they go to school, there is no discipline. When I went to school, and I know when you went to school, uh, the teacher would discipline you. If not the teacher, the principal. you get the paddle. And it would straighten you up pretty good. And there is no, it's just like everybody gets a trophy. There isn't working for something anymore and getting the satisfaction of working and then seeing what you've done, you know, and get that satisfaction. And they're on dope. Uh, I lived at Laurelton all my life. I was born and raised in Laurelton and uh, near the Laurelton State School there. Well, back in when I forget what governor it was, oh, I can't think of his name, he felt that it was just terrible that these girls worked out in the field, planting and hoeing and uh, harvesting vegetables. Now, they had cattle, they had chickens, they had hogs, they had vegetables. It was a self-sustaining uh, organization, the law state school was. But then this governor came in, this just isn't right. And so they, they, the girls didn't work anymore. They had all that energy penned up. Then they started to drug them. And that's what they're doing to our children and have been doing, treating mental cases uh, or anxieties or depression with drugs instead of speaking to them and uh, reasoning with them and teaching them and disciplining them. Uh, and uh, that's the problem here. You can put all the gun laws and red flag laws you want. I don't care how many you have in place. And that's just like that guy just did the shooting here, that crazy kid out there. Uh, if he couldn't, if he didn't have a gun, and he knew his father had one or his uncle or somewhere, he's ready to die. He's ready to commit suicide. He tried to commit suicide. He'll just steal a gun somewhere and go killing somebody. He has no, uh, they have no conscience. And this, of course, go back to Yahweh. He says, <laughs> the conscience are sealed with a hot iron. Today, they have no conscience. Okay. And and that's the problem. We we've got to deal with the the root causes of the problem. Like Kalamana Harris went down to Guatemala and stuff to get deal with the root causes of immigration. Well, we got to deal with the root causes of mental disturbance and and lack of uh, teaching and discipline and and a, a righteous life being even taught children in school. Well, if they're taught evolution, why can't you just go kill? I mean, you're just another animal. There's no no sacred uh, anything sacred with life of a human being, right. and you taught abortion. There you go again. You can just kill that child 
there's no, you know, it doesn't matter. It's well, you're, cover, you're covering it all today. We'll give you that much. Yeah, uh, Bob Casey uh, started the initiative to make sure that everybody who was in any sort of a state school in it's Pennsylvania. Governor Bob Casey, not his son, the senator. Thank you. And was uh, certain that individuals could be much better cared for in smaller settings. And so started the process of closing state schools and state hospitals and state senators. And Tom Ridge kept it up. Tom Ridge thought it was a fabulous yeah. idea. He had experience with kids that had uh, any some mental issues. The people at Laurelton were adults, though. All right, yeah, Joseph, thank you. That, uh, Time's up. No, Joe, time's up. In the field. Uh, they got a satisfaction. Sorry, Joe, we have to move along here. Grow, nurturing them. I don't think you uh, can hear tending us. Tending to the cattle, tending to the chickens okay, and right. stuff. We've right. We plowed well, there that probably field. was some advantage to it. No argument there. Thank you. All right. move along. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. Thank it. You. All right, hitting the break, and Dan is next. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. What do you know about the Laurelton Center? Well, it was started as a village for the feeble-minded women, as Joseph alluded to, and in 1969, they let men in. Okay. So that and, was a sea uh, change, as the article said. And now, at least recently, owned by a Juniata County business. So Just purchased by J. Folk Road. And that's something. Who right, knew? For $1 million. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our open line. We would love to hear from you. If you're a first-time caller, boy, dial it up now. We'll put you on the radio ASAP. Yeah, we missed Kat. We had a first-time caller, I think, there, and she couldn't hang on. So. 1-800-795-9565. Lower right-hand corner, Joe, then Lower right-hand corner. Ollie North is not the head of the NRA. He was several years ago, but not now. So this story from PolitiFact is apparently several years old. Okay. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, fellas. Well, you know, I concur with what Joseph, Joe, and Bob were saying. They pretty much took away some of my thunder, but nevertheless, I always have something to say. You know, (laughs) back I lived at home. We ordered a handgun through the mail. <laughs> yeah, through the mail. And, and I was allowed to carry it for trapping, hunting around the farm. Yeah, back in the, this would have been 59 or 60. And I, I look back at the 50s and I concur with your one ad that you had on there, the fabulous 50s. They were fabulous in many ways. Because, like Joseph said, we still had discipline in the schools. The teachers ruled the school, not the kids. We would not think of using any disrespectable words against the teacher. You didn't call the teacher by the first name. You called him Mr., Miss, or Mrs. in them days. And you learn respect, and I. And if you didn't, you always had the board of education. And I can. I only ever got it at school once. That was enough, and probably at home twice, and that was enough to make me very disciplined person. That you could trust me with a firearm. That taught me how to shoot safely. I took Hunter's safety courses later, but my mind wasn't mush. Even at 11, 10, 11, I was shooting 22. And I disagree that every 
kids, mine is mush. I, I know older people that I've met, their minds are mush, and they're much out of the teenage years. It's a matter of each individual. It's not so much that uh, age. Age doesn't always have a lot to do with it. So I, I disagree with Eric on that point. And uh, I'm not against, I disagree with him that I don't see nothing wrong with 18-year-olds having handguns. I had used one at 12. 12 or 13, we ordered one through the mail. Mm-hmm. So, and no problem, no problem there. No background we check. Were, we were the fabulous, no, 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 at that time, no waiting period, no nothing. <laughs> and Those were the days. The fabulous 50s which soon ended by the time we got we thought we were getting smarter in the 60s by having the sexual revolution that we kicked God out of the school we <laughs> thought we were really getting brilliant God's but still now, allowed in the school I think. the scruff of the neck and tossed him out <laughs> He was What's causing that? it. God's still allowed in school, but Joe says, no, we grabbed God by the scruff of the neck and threw him out. Right, exactly. It's, in theory, that's what we did. We we thought we were much past that. We oh, she's back. We're okay. Intelligent. okay. We're intelligent. We Dan, we got to go. Got to move on, Dan. Thank you for calling. Appreciate your comments as always. Take care, buddy. Yep, Thank you. Have a good one. Hey, okay. you too, buddy. Thank you. All right. Kat from Mifflinburg, PA. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Um, the reason why I'm calling is because the, the legislation they're talking about is taking guts away from people who are um, law-abiding citizens. Now, no matter what, people that want to do something incredibly, like, stupid and um, dangerous and, you know, kill a bunch of people, they're going to do it regardless. And they're also going to be able to get a gun. Because the criminals have guns. The criminals can get guns. But if law-abiding citizens can't have guns, then we can't protect ourselves from the criminals. What law are you now, talking about? Now, I have about? an AR, and I'm telling you, I don't use it to... I don't even use it. I just have it. I like to have it. And it's it's there for protection if I need it. I don't get it out. But I do, you know, I like to target practice and stuff, and I am a law-abiding citizen. I have a, a carry permit, which I went, and I had, you know, I had to sign paperwork and pay for it and everything. I went through the legal channels to get it. But if I'm a criminal, do you think I'm going to go get a gun that the legal way? No, I'm probably going to go on the street and get it off the black market. You know, Chicago is a city without guns, but... How many people get killed in Chicago every day? Too many. Same with, yeah, same with like Philadelphia. Okay. Isn't Philadelphia gun-free zone. I agree with you, Kat, on all your points, but there's no pending law. Eric was no, our first caller. No, but I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that they, they, you know, they want to put these red flag laws in and all this other stuff. But you know, even if you have a red flag law, if somebody, you know, attempted to commit suicide like when they were like 16 and now they're like, you know, 35. And that's still going to show up on, you know, where somebody gets, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous because law-abiding citizens go through proper channels to get 
guns. Well, they talked about, Kat, they talked about due process. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't do it without due process. So what would be a fair due process for for a red flag law? Do Do you see anything that would work in that regard? Not really, unless there's somebody that that's um, you know say that that they're somebody who is beating up their 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 other their partner all the time, and like like somebody like the person that 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 happened to down there in Silentro, like somebody who has a PFA against somebody. Those people shouldn't have guns. Okay, right. You know, I, I do believe that. You know, if you're a criminal, you shouldn't have a gun. All right. You shouldn't be able to go and get one legally. But those. Like I said, criminals are going to get guns regardless. Right, well, especially that should be uh, that should be very true now. It should be very true now that we have so many of the guns available, you know, because we're Mm -hmm. producing you know a million a day or whatever the exact number is. So, uh, but I don't think that it should. I don't think that I should be banned from getting a gun when I'm a law-abiding citizen and I've never done anything wrong. And if I want an AR, I should be able to get an AR. If I want. You know, a bazooka, I should be able to go get a bazooka. I mean, I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> Why can't you get a bazooka? Well, what happens? Are they you illegal? You probably can. I mean, I don't have one, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can. I want one. But what if I, you know, what if I just, you know, like to target practice with things? Well, what happens, though, Kat, if you go off the deep where end someday and, you know, you become a threat well, or a danger? I know that I'm, I'm a person, where can I buy a so I'm not going to go miles. off the deep end. I'm sorry, I'm I c- couldn't hear you. Mark was playing they something with his phone. But, what but, if, if I'm an, but if I was an evil person, I, you know, if, if guns are banned everywhere and there's no guns, what are somebody going to do? They're going to pick up a knife. They're going to pick up a fork. If somebody wants to hurt somebody, they're going to do it regardless if they have a gun or not. Well, I can't argue that with you. They've they've proven you're, that you're right more than I once. I mean, people people take lives with their hands, so you're you're never going to stop evil. Well, then what do we do? Do we just accept Leave the fact? Leave law-abiding citizens alone. That's what we do. Okay, but what this do we is, do? This country is a freedom. But what do we, what do we do about the non-law-abiding citizen? How do we stop them from waving guns I guess, around? I guess instead of defunding the police and everything, we should be locking these people up and not not letting them out. When there they're murderers go. and just, you know, like places like L.A. just letting all these people out. Fair enough. All right, you know. we got you. Okay. All right, Good well, idea. thank you so thank much, you. Kat. And Thanks. stop closing our mental hospitals down, too. That would probably help. All right. Okay. We you. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Have yep. a great day. 1-800-795-9565. i got to talk about uh, the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Going to talk about the Ford Maverick. Haven't talked too much about that. That's that new smaller truck. Uh, they do not have any on the lot right at this exact moment at the Sunbury Motor Company, but they'll get one for you. Uh, 15 miles to the gallon in the city and 25 on the highway, which means you can stretch that out even farther. But this is all new for 2022. They'll have a newer one coming out shortly for the 2023. 2.5-liter hybrid four-cylinder engine is available. Comes with that short bed, that five-foot bed. They all come with a double cab, and it's a great opportunity for you to get up to 35 miles to the gallon in the hybrid. So it's just a fantastic uh, truck for you to drive around in. A lot of folks don't need to tow much, and they would love to have a smaller vehicle. It's sort of what the Ranger was back in the day, and so this is... uh, Ford Maverick, all new. I've driven one of them. It's just a fantastic truck. It is a little bit smaller. You can reach her all the way over to the other side and un- unlock the door if you want to let somebody in. But uh, it's fantastic. Uh, 35 miles of the gallon. You can't, you can't shake a stick at that. So that You does, could shake a stick at it. But it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. help anyway. The small crew cab has a 4.5 foot bed, or you can get it with just a 
standard cab, and then it has the five and a half foot bed. So it's a great truck. Comes in a bunch of options. Got a lot of automatic stuff on it. Automatic emergency braking and uh, pedestrian detection and a wide range of other safety things that you want on these fancy trucks these days. And uh, price tag? How about this? A tricked out Ford Maverick. $25,000. Even Joe can afford that based on his salary here from on the mark alone. <laughs> so Ford Maverick available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Got to order it up, but they'll be more than happy to buy one for you. Sunbury Motor, sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. All right, we, we're on the final short shoot to the end of the race here. Uh, who, well, we're talking to Dick from Milton. Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. I was, I was just going to make this real quickly for Dan. I mean, he grew up in New Berlin, central Susquehanna Valley, you know, and I grew up in Lewisburg, so I know what it was like. That was kind of like Gazi and Harriet and, and Leave it to Beaver. But once you, got, once you left this area, because I traveled to Southeast Asia, when I came back, you had guys fighting together in Vietnam. And their kids couldn't even go to school together in the South. I guess that's my point. But their brothers and sisters couldn't share the same classrooms or the same buses, or they could, not the same places on the buses. So, so unless if you, I mean, you, you get, it's kind of sugarcoat living here compared to some other places in the United States. I guess that's my point. That's, that's a good point. And, and even I grew up in Harrisburg, and we went to school with black kids, white kids, Hispanic kids, uh, Jewish kids, Catholic kids in the public school system. We all got along together. In fact, we still I, we still do. We had several black kids in, in Lewisburg and, and, and a lot more here in Milton. I guess my point being is, though, that if, if that's all you ever saw, that's all you ever knew. And yeah. that, that's my only point. Because I know, guy, I know guys fought with each other in the service, went to war together. But at the same time, in, the, in that part of the 60s, their kids couldn't go to school together in places in the South, a lot of places. Yep. We had I mean, if you, if you didn't see it, you would never, if you didn't experience it, you, don't, you, don't, you really didn't know what, the, what it meant other than what you made saw on TV. Yeah. What I guess that's on, my point. So what? everybody wasn't treated equally back then. That's my point. Okay. You know, and what you saw on TV was pretty horrendous. Exactly. Thank you. All Thank right. You. Thank you, sir. Uh, Joe, you are on the mark. Go right ahead. You got another minute. Uh, yes, there's... Uh, a no. lot of people putting things out. No. That, that's the reason for it, and that's the reason for it. There's many reasons for these mass killings, okay? Uh, hate, revenge, rage. Uh, the only common denominator is the AR-15 semi-automatic assault weapon. I'd like everyone to listen to the shooting that they recorded on TV. There's like 30 rounds. In, um, in the time it would take you to shoot one round from a, uh, 
a bolt action or a pistol. Okay? That's horrendous. The access to those assault weapons or AR-15s, whatever you want to call them, is, is too numerous. Anybody can get them. Okay? It's not controlled. The other thing is that this guy talking about the 50s, people in the 50s didn't have access to automatic weapons or semi-automatic weapons. They had single-shot 22s or pistols. And, and that woman that said about uh, criminals are always going to get guns, yeah, but the criminals, what are you calling a criminal? It's not criminals. See that if are you can, doing this, Joe. See if you can as hear this. As far as the uh, someone robs a bank or something, Joe. The listen. Criminal once they commit the act. Joe, see if you can hear this. Listen. No, no, oh my God, it's got stuck. I can't believe I actually recorded that. I didn't record. I didn't. No, you can't hear. It. Too, their shots are no, too far but away. No, you, you listen to it on TV or on the internet. The number of rounds that go out in just a couple minutes, seconds. Compared to a, like gotta wait for a commercial. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm sorry, we missed the last is. thing that's you said. That's a common denominator, and you can't get away from it. So it's the AR-15, and I'm not one of these uh, anti-gun people, but I don't need a semi-automatic, whatever shape it comes in, to have as an individual American to protect my home. What about the people who want them, though, and say that I'm not going to do anything illegal with it, I'm a, I'm a safe shooter, it's just something I want to have, I like it, I can afford it, and I want it. What do you well, say to them? I say they all started out that way. All these people, that's what they started out with. When they fill out that, that form that says, you know, I'm buying a gun for this reason or X reason, I have no mental illness, you know, the whole thing. It all starts out that way. The husband that shoots his wife, he got that gun because he just wanted to, you know, have a gun, okay? Uh, you don't need an automatic weapon or a semi-automatic weapon. No, no one needs that except for the military. But here's the thing. You, you don't need a Ford F-150, although it's the greatest truck in the world. Art, you art, can get art. by with a used 1938, you know, some other brand. Ooh, that sounds like a nice one. You know, so, but but you want that, it, you can afford it. and oranges. What are you talking about? I'm talking about people's desire to purchase what they want to purchase if they're going to use it lawfully. And that's all right in this country. I mean, I argue with... with um, people on the other side of this issue, I'll argue with you on this one. If I'm go, if I'm a perfectly normal citizen, my mental health is fine, I'm a law-abiding citizen, never been in any trouble, I passed a background check, you know, why shouldn't I be allowed to purchase what I want to purchase? I'm the not going to hurt anybody with it. You can't go to a stop sign, or you can't do another law that's been made. It's for the benefit of all, whether you want to or not. I might want to go through that stop sign, but there's a reason I can't, because I'm going to kill somebody else. All right, we got you, But the point is, you can go through that stop sign, and nothing will happen to you unless there's a police officer there to enforce it. Or you crash into somebody or kill somebody. The point is, you don't need a semi-automatic rifle. 
All right. I agree with you. I don't need one, but apparently we've irritated him. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that's the, that's the uh, telephonic version of an exclamation point. point. Just hang up on me. All okay. right. Uh, read something in front of you. All right. right. Criminals should be punished to the full extent of the law with no plea bargains or leniency. The gun law violations are plea bargained away. And sometimes they are. But there was a law that said if you committed a crime with a gun, you got a mandatory five-year sentence. Wasn't that true? Or isn't that still true? Uh, oh, an add-on. Uh, I remember, yeah, f- I think, yeah, that might be true. But also, associ- nah, never mind. Yeah, sentencing enhancements with guns definitely and then, exist. Around, uh, in answer to Kat, one of our texters says, a bazooka is a destructive device, not a Class three weapon like a machine gun. Kat is 100% correct. And then, I'm sorry, but nobody needs a 15 to protect, AR-15 to protect themselves. A shotgun can do it. Okay. <laughs> badly, too. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. And Dan, you're on the mark. Right you got another minute. Hey, I love and respect Kat. I think she's a new caller. I love and respect any lady that carries a semi-automatic rifle. <laughs> I'd and, say she demands respect if she's got it with her. Amen. <laughs> and I, as far as Joe goes, he's wrong. We had semi-automatics in the 50s way back at least 1911 there were semi-automatic handguns and there were plenty of semi-automatic shotguns and rifles in the 50s even the revolver we got by mail was a six, five or six shot I can't remember was it a 22? yep okay. 20, it might have been 7 even but okay. you and uh that's wrong. Where's that gun today? I wonder if it was legal to own a Gatling gun. <laughs> no, that's no. a machine gun. All right, thank you, Dan. Thanks, Thanks Dan. for calling in. Yeah, We're out of time. That's a machine gun. Okay. So, well, actually, it's legal. You just have to go through all the. Well, it was a series of single shot rifles, is what it actually was. Have a great retirement lengthened weekend. I we'll will. see you see on, you on Monday. Monday. And tomorrow's Financial Friday. We're going to hear from a local developer who says there's a lot of impediments to growth around here. So we'll talk about that. This is WKOK Sunbury.